0: Welcome our fellow lovers of love. And thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the
1: river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love. Yeah, anyway, welcome to this week of late night loves where we answer some of the most common and painful questions about love and relationships of all forms. You know, how do you cope with breakups? Mm Both, you know, in a personal relationship or professional relationships. How do you deal with the rejection and you, how do you move on, you know, on those kind of circumstances? You know, and we share, we answer these questions with our personal stories, insights, you know, and tips on how to heal when they heal or grow or and grow, you know, because that's what we're all about here is trying to grow and to be the people that we want us to be. You know, you being the better you makes the world around us a better, better world. Better world. So, you know, so if you're going through a rough patch looking for closure or just looking to spend some time without, you know, <laughs> listening to other people's problems, <laughs> <laughs> you can do that here too. <laughs> and as always, you can send us your uh, your letters and questions to love at late And as you notice, we don't use any identifying information. Um, we've got you can go to latenightlove.us, you can find uh, the list of questions even those we don't get to and you can one of these days we're going to have to just do a special and go through all the questions we don't get to now that we're doing questions and i add some because you're pretty good about figuring out how long the questions are going to take to answer you're actually pretty good at that yeah <laughs> well then i come through at the end and throw in five six seven more and so you know sprinkle them in i do the the questions that i call life questions Uh and so i throw those in and it's hard for you you can't judge those so there's no way we can change so what happens is the the let's say we say the most risque questions get pushed off so one of these days we're just going to have to do a risky uh, risky show and label it that
0: a risque show
1: (laughs) yeah show that's not suit for for uh
0: well, are we coming up on another 69th episode?
1: I, You know, I don't know it, that I didn't actually look up what show. We could look up what show we are in. Let's see. Real quick. While we do this. Um, so, you know, I actually, just before the start of the show, I actually heard some sad news. And so maybe we can kind of start the show by dealing with that a little bit. Um, we're at 201. So no. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, My ex-stepmother passed away last night, and I just found literally 20 minutes ago. just found out 20 minutes ago. She was always nice to me, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, there's a sadness running through parts of my family tonight. And, uh, you know, and I'll deal with that after the show. But, you know, we all have things in our life that kind of come at you. Life comes at you fast. And so... Yeah, yeah, I'm it's, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. it's more my sisters that will have the tougher time. It was their mother. Yeah, yeah. So you know, she was always nice to me. You know, personal relationships. You know, my father and hers divorced at some point, and you know, everybody goes their separate ways. But still, she was always nice to me, and it's you know, it's sad anytime somebody passes. But at the, she passed in her sleep, so that appears to be. You know, if you're going to pass, you're going to pass. That appears to be, the you know, for us. If I have to go. So, anyway, there's a little, there's a, more than a cloud hanging over, I guess. A little bit of a cloud hanging over. Yeah, Yeah, the gremlins showed up tonight. So, all right. So, what do we start with? We're going to start with relationships tonight.
0: Yes. Okay, let's just jump right in.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, my twenty six female boyfriend, twenty seven male, invited his girlfriend—not a girlfriend, girl space—a girl who happens to be a friend. Friend, yes. Back up to our place after they had dinner for wine, while I was sleeping. How would you feel in this situation? Well, I wouldn't feel—I'd feel kind of—I'd um, be okay with it because. One that came back to your place where you were, not to her house where no one else was, that came to your house so they'd feel safe. And um, you were there. You were sleeping, but you were there. Nothing happened. They just had a
1: glass of wine. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things. One, it depends on, you know, you know the type of friendship. If they're long-time best friends, you know, you know, nothing's gonna happen, that type of thing. For a long time, college friend, you know, nothing's gonna happen, that kind of thing. But how you initially feel, you may initially feel a little jealous and you know, it's perfectly fine. You know, the question is, do you work through it? Is, you know, okay, yes, it's perfectly natural for me to feel a little bit jealous, to feel a little anxious, whatever you want to describe it, it's a perfectly natural feeling. The question is, is how do you deal with that? You know, do you work yourself through it and say, okay, it's just me being a bit insecure in my relationship because I'm human and I get insecure in my relationship when uh, someone who is instinctively a competitor, right? Mm -hmm. Instinctively, another woman is a competitor, acts like they're being competitive superficially. Now, the logic in you eventually comes out. The little lizard brain finally goes away and, and the human brain comes out. No, they're just friends being friends, and it's perfectly normal, and you are correct. They did everything, essentially, the, the way that you would do it to ease those, right? They did everything possible to ease yeah. your concerns, yeah. and it's perfectly natural for you to have them. The question is, how do you deal with them from this point? So I don't, I don't blame you for having you know, uneasy feelings. It, it's, it's perfectly natural. You're human. The question is, you know, what do you do about it? You know, if there's no signs of any other issues other than your slight insecurity— you deal with your slight insecurity. Yeah. That's not their issue. Because then, if you make it an issue, then it becomes an issue. So, don't make it an issue.
0: It doesn't have
1: to be. doesn't have to be unless it is. No. no. And it doesn't appear. She did actually feel like she's concerned. She's just, my guess is she's just feeling weird, right? Perfectly natural. Perfectly natural feeling, the question is. Do something, but positive with it. Become a little yeah. bit more self-aware. You'll grow out of it.
0: That's yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Next, how do I, twenty-two male, my girlfriend, twenty-four female, to tone down her racism? Okay, she's Latina. Uh huh. She's very proud. Uh huh. Um, but she she has a uh, prejudice against white people. Okay. Well And she makes comments.
1: Well, the only thing you can actually do is have, you know, just tell her how those comments make you make you feel. Yeah. You know, tell them that, you know, she you think she's being overly simplistic in her worldview. And this could be, end up being one of those things, you know, racism is one of those things. It is a deal breaker in a relationship. How can you get through it? you know and my guess is it's less racism and it's more and she is just parodying the world that it's currently around her right there's a lot of a lot of political discourse these days that is we'll call it superficial virtue signaling she's fitting in and it may not actually be her true genuine feeling she's just fitting in with the group around her it's safer it's kind of perfectly natural. So have a quiet, calm conversation about how that makes you feel. And then, you know, that it's a simplistic worldview, and you might find out that it's not as deeply rooted as it appears. Especially if she's recently been to college and the colleges are doing really weird things these days. So but it could be one of those things, you know. Do you if the racism was the other way, would you accept it? The question is probably not. No. So, but anyway, it's worth having the discussion because you asked the question. Yeah. So, my guess is it's more superficial than real. Is, she's parroting what she's been taught. And if you can break through that, it, it falls away quickly.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm a widower, 37 male, and my new girlfriend, 37 female, wants me to remove everything related to my late wife. Is this acceptable?
1: It's understandable, but not acceptable. No, it's not acceptable, of course. But but there is there is a there is a compromise in there. But if she can't deal with the compromise, then she shouldn't be your girlfriend, because that is being a widow. You didn't divorce. You lost someone by tragedy, and not someone not understanding how that is going to be with you your entire life. And I always have. When it comes to dealing with death of someone you care about or someone you care about, is you don't fight ghosts because you're never going to win. You can't defeat a ghost, so you don't fight it. And if she would give him space to honor his ex-wife, his his widowed wife, then he would need feel the need to have them laying everywhere. He would have his, he would have his small personal things, and. You would grow together to your own life, and you would have this little part, and it would be part of you because this tragedy is part of him. You can't separate those two, and it's wrong to ask him to. So if she's asking you to get rid of everything, my suggestion is to get rid of her. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's kind of the blunt way to do it because she's not respecting your journey.
0: No. No.
1: And that's something very deep. That's a deep scar that will never go away. And if you don't honor it, you're looking at a, no, that's, it's almost an abusive relationship. I don't want to go that far, but it's almost abusive. Okay. What's next?
0: Okay. Me, 30 male and my wife, 28 female are getting divorced with four kids. She cheated on me multiple times. Should I ever give her another chance?
1: Probably not. Would be my guess, but you know, things happen. People mature. You both can come back to a relationship in five, six years from a position of strength, and I suppose it's possible. But at that point, you would likely have moved on and become a vastly different person. You wouldn't want to go back. So, the answer is the the the, the romantic answer is sure. There's a possibility. The realistic answer is, what are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Become a become the person you want to be. And if the future brings you back together, so be it. If not, so be it. Don't worry about it. Is my suggestion. Just kind of move on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. I, thirty four male, failed the TikTok relationship test, and my wife, thirty two female, is upset with me. How do I make it up to her?
1: I'd be pissed if she gave me a TikTok relationship sick test so the, for us that would be the hell are you judging me based upon this stupid ass TikTok test for <laughs> maybe have two pissed off people and who's gonna be more pissed <laughs> off longer is the question. Because I'm not dude, I'm not digging my heels in on this one. I, th- hell?
0: I think I've asked you to take like three in 14 years, or something like that.
1: Yeah. I'll take a goofy one that's clearly goofy, that's clearly meaningless, and we can laugh about. But these ones that are like Vogue magazine or these women's magazine, no, there's no way in hell I'm taking any of those things. <laughs> that's like taking the what is that story the koshiba maru test to become a star trek captain there's no way you can win don't take it right <laughs> there's just no way and it's these stupid TikTok relationship tests like that question is would you what's the one i saw uh would you marry if i died would you marry somebody else or something like that or and you give the wrong answer which of course any answer in that one is the wrong answer because if you say Oh no! I'll mourn you forever. Why? Why would you go on? and Yeah, because you, know, you actually say an answer. Or who would you marry? You actually answer somebody. Anyway, just just don't don't give your husbands those stupid TikTok relationship tests. They're they don't, they're stop it, <laughs> <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't make it up to her. Stop taking the tests. Let her just be mad for a couple days. She'll get over it. There's my suggestion. <laughs> don't make it into it do not let it become a bigger thing and don't ever take them again how's that yeah there's nothing to do it's not that big of a deal and if it becomes that big of a deal then it's a bigger issue good lord you're in your 30s knock it off
0: okay okay my boyfriend is threatening to break up over a dog i went okay he's she wants this dog really bad Uh and He's saying she's being irresponsible because they don't have a house yet.
1: Is it a big dog or a little dog? It's
0: a medium-sized dog.
1: (coughs) He's probably correct. Nor he's also saying that he doesn't want the dog. And this is one of those things where you both have to agree. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So satisfy his conditions. Find a house, rent one. If you want a dog that bad, you want a dog that bad, well, then he wants to make sure that you guys can actually properly take care of the dog. You know, there actually may be other issues other than the the house, you know? Maybe. So I would actually, before you go off and he's using the house as the easy excuse because it's the obvious one, the real excuse is. Maybe he doesn't like dogs. Maybe he doesn't want to have to be the one to walk it at 3 a.m. You know, <laughs> to go out to go poop. You, you know, and he knows he will because maybe you're not quite as responsible as you think you are. And he knows he's going to end up taking on responsibilities that he doesn't want. You yeah. know, he doesn't want the responsibility of a pet. And, and he knows that you're not going to take on the 100% responsibility he's going to end up with responsibility he clearly doesn't want. So and quite frankly maybe your breakup is imminent anyway. Maybe the dog is a symptom not the problem. Yeah. So maybe the discussion is should be more deeper than the dog. Okay.
0: Okay, my boyfriend female my female 29. Boyfriend, male 31, of one year, is going out of the country for his friend's wedding for five days, and he purposely didn't invite me. His ex-girlfriend, who he once reached out to while we're together, will likely be there as well, since she is also friends with the couple. Should this be a concern?
1: Well, probably not, my guess is he just wants to go off and have a good time at his friend's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it may be in a, Oh God, what's those, those stupid bachelor movies or something. And, and you know, who knows what's in their stupid heads, but you know, he just wants to go off and have a, a time of party and he doesn't want to think about, Now, should it be a concern? The ex probably isn't the concern. (laughs) No. No, going out and doing something insanely stupid while he's out drunk and partying is is a bigger concern than the actual ex. Because, you know, you generally know why you're not with an ex. (laughs) Most of us don't want to go backwards. No. No. So, should it be a concern? Yeah, It's one of those things. It depends on the maturity of your 31-year-old male. It may just be a last gasp. Want to go out and, you know, have some fun with your old friends. Last, t- you, how often more chances are you going to get to do that, right? At, in your thirties. Yeah. Yeah. You're running. You're talking less than a handful, so if that's understandable. It's also understandable that you might be concerned. You know, like we've kind of talked about through uh, throughout this today is you know this. Tint of anxiety when when your partner is off doing something without you. It's uh, it's real. You can't get away from it. So the question is, how do you deal with it? And is there reasons other than just general anxiety or jealousy? Is there some fundamental reason why you're more concerned or not? If it's just the human instinct of being afraid of being anxiety, then you deal with it. Now, if you've got other issues of being of concern then you have Mm -hmm. your issues actually with your relationship in general not this trip specifically right yeah yeah so is that a clear answer no it's not (laughs) (laughs) well it's a complicated issue yeah and without actually knowing details it's hard you can't give a specific answer okay
0: My husband, 34 male, and I, 34 female, fight about the cat litter box every single week.
1: Why are you fighting about the cat litter box every single week? Whose cat is it? It's a simple question. Did you guys make these decisions before you got the cat? Who's responsible for the cat? We just talked about this thing with the pet. Somebody didn't want this pet and is now being asked to have responsibility for it, and they're not doing it. While the other person who wanted the cat isn't taking the responsibility for it, it doesn't matter who's who. The reality is, who wants the cat? Whose cat is it? Is the one who ultimately is responsible for it. Don't dump your responsibility on the other person. And if you're going to fight about it every week, it means you're not cleaning your litter box every week. And at the very least, you got to change it every week. The least, right? Yeah. Yeah. So someone's not doing the responsibility. And the question is, whose cat is it? Don't expect the person who didn't want the cat to take care of the cat. You can expect them to be nice and civil to the cat, but you can't expect to take care of them, especially the, the bad parts. You can expect them to feed it and change the water if you're not home. You can expect them, hey, if I'm gone for a couple weeks on vacation to change the litter box while you're on vacation, that's reasonable. That's things couples do for each other. <laughs> but you can't expect them to do the routine stuff, right? It's not reasonable.
0: It's just not. And if it's a shared pet, you're just going to have to take turns.
1: Yeah, if it's a shared pet. But it doesn't sound like it's a shared pet, right? It, it Yeah. It sounds like it's somebody's pet and 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 the person whose pet it is doesn't want to maintain the, the litter box properly and so you fight about it every week and the answer is change it every week it's just like giving it food it's no different yeah Again, it's just like the dog. Don't expect someone else to take care of your your desires. Okay, we've got a handful of life questions today.
0: Yes, we are in a section called Life. Okay, I got arrested today for driving 106 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone. I was late for work, so I had to speed. How do I make sure I don't go to court for this since I didn't do anything wrong?
1: Okay, listen, listen very closely. You are a dunderhead. You went 100 miles an hour in a 45 zone. You did something wrong. You are the person who actually needs to go to court to understand that this is not okay. As much as I am, you know, anti-control, you know, you know, I'm kind of, I'm the of the liberty side of the world, and even I say this is stupid. <laughs> there's a reasonableness there's a civility about when you live around other people and you have vastly violated civility by driving 106. you're not on the audubon (laughs) (laughs) all right so no you need to go to court and quite frankly i hope they throw the book at you because you are clearly don't understand most people who drive 106 in a 45 mile an hour zone understand they were doing wrong get caught and accept their punishment you're sitting here thinking you don't need you're they're not you are they are not did not do anything wrong right yeah no you have done something wrong accept that you've done something wrong and accept your punishment just because you're late for work doesn't give you the right to to violate basic civility okay all right this next one is very difficult
0: i smell very bad Everywhere I go, people breathe heavily because of me and say it smells bad. I've tried lots of deodorants, and when I wear perfume, it smells too strong. I shower every day. What should I do? Okay, you need to go to the doctor and talk to your doctor about this because this is a medical issue.
1: And that's it's either a medical issue or a laundry issue. If it's it, there's entirely possible it's, it's you're you actually fighting the wrong bite there's something with your laundry you're not doing laundry properly you're not using soap you know there's a lot of people who don't like using so it could be a laundry issue i've run into people where it's not them it's their laundry it's their clothes that smell especially if someone like works in a kitchen and then they come to our studio after they've worked in a restaurant it just smells it smells like garbage because that's the what kitchens end up smelling the the mass smell of grease and smoke and all the various odors when all put together into clothes it smells like garbage <laughs> trust me i worked in a kitchen a long time it just smells like garbage and so that's a that is is an entirely possibility that she's not using strong enough soap or they're not washing your clothes and maybe packing too many clothes into the washing machine so they're not getting clean but I would actually agree with you. If that's not it, you know, if it's not something obviously easy, like you're not doing your laundry, then it's a trip to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, because at the very least, it's a chemical imbalance that you can get dealt with. But it could be something more severe. Yeah. Yeah. So go to the doctor as soon as you can. Or make sure you're doing your laundry properly. But I'm with you on the doctor thing. Okay. What's next?
0: My landlord has evicted me because I'm two years late on rent. How do I tell him I'm not leaving no matter what?
1: Um, how does he gonna tell you that when the sheriff show up with an eviction notice, you're leaving no matter what? You're two le- years late on rent. You've essentially at this point stolen property. I mean, we're lucky we treat we don't treat this as theft like it should be. Um you're just got at some point the the sheriff will show up and evict you forcefully. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have a choice of the matter. You might be able to drag it out for months, but at some point the sheriffs will show up and drag you out. So you might want to prepare for that day. And the question is, why do you think this is okay to know you didn't pay rent for two years, but think that it's and, okay. And
0: I can't believe you've got a grace period of two years.
1: Yeah. gotten a grace period of two years you've likely didn't use it well you know probably because of the COVID thing they weren't you know evictions now they're finally getting around to evicting people and you know you didn't pay rent for two years where'd all that money go what were you doing during that period of time yeah accept some responsibility for yourself and you know we all look you know, I've been evicted before because we couldn't pay rent, and you had to move on. It's ha- it happens to all of us, but I never felt entitled to not leave. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're reasonable, you leave before the actual sheriffs come on, came in and ev- evict you, right? Because nobody wants that scene. Yeah, it's just. <sighs> sadly but the world is like that these days it's you know we're this growing sense of entitlement all right
0: why do landlords keep raising the rent is it out of need or
1: just greed wait okay you can't remove greed from some but we'll also remember there's landlords who don't raise the rent for long periods of time you know so the the greedy landlords are balanced out by the ones who are not so for the rest of it, it's essentially market forces but you also have to remember things like insurance rates especially like here in california insurance rates have skyrocketed and consumer pays all costs you have to pay those in rent your taxes and fees go up every year you have to pay those in rent that's you know there are costs maintenance goes up every year with inflation the cost of the cost of the employees to take you know to for the rental agency house you know the people who work there they go up those have to be paid for the cost of the pool maintenance goes up that has to be paid for right so all these various things have to get paid for and guess who pays for them you just- <laughs> the business is just a pass-through right and they take some off the top so they can keep going most costs just get passed on most of these these businesses they make 5 10 profit at best at best the large ones they make little percentage profit they make their they make their money on on volume not high percentages 3 5% you know the little mom and pop people who own two or three houses they can't afford for someone to sit there and not pay them rent for two for two years why do you think your rent's going up because they're not getting rent from their third from their third uh tenant and guess what they still have bills to pay so guess what you're paying more that's why are there some who are greedy who simply because hey rents have gone up in the neighborhood my my costs are still relatively low but rents have gone skyrocketed in the neighborhood so i'm going to raise rents simply because i can yeah that happens it 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 does and they just keep continuing if they but that only happens if they own the land own the thing for a long long period of time those are the only people who, who actually do that kind of thing Because otherwise, if you've just recently bought the the building, you're still paying mortgages (laughs) and insurance and all those high costs. All right. So what's next? We got parenting.
0: Okay for kids to miss two days of school while seeing the solar
1: eclipse. They're teenagers. They'll likely learn more watching the solar eclipse for two days than spending two days in school. (laughs) In the modern school? Yeah. go Take them to go see the solar eclipse. They'll learn more. Well, in a practical sense, they'll learn more. What do you think They got me more interested? Going out watching the stars for a couple of days or sitting in a classroom behind a desk being told about them? Which one would you be more interested in? Technically clips.
0: Yeah. Okay. My wife is gay. We're getting a divorce. Advice on talking to kids about all that? That at all? They're like, um five and nine
1: the nine-year-old will have a vastly different discussion than the five-year-old that's what's actually going to happen because the nine-year-old can actually kind of understand it but i don't actually think you bring you make the your wife's sexuality an issue in the discussion yeah we have parents we've grown apart you know, our, our relationship no longer works. And so to be the best parents to the both of you, we've decided we've decided that we have to live apart. You know, we will still continue, we both continue to love you. We we will both raise you together. You know, this is not about you, this is about us. And and you continue to reinforce that over the years. That's all you can do. That's it. And if you have negative emotions about your other spouse, one way or the other, you pocket them. (laughs) You discuss them with your friends or your mother or your brother. You do not discuss them with your children. Get a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying.
0: Okay. My five-year-old was born with only one working testicle. How do we explain this to him?
1: Well, at five, you probably don't need to. Not at five. No. When he gets around nine is probably when you'll have the discussion. And you just tell him it's one he's got one working testicle. It's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. And they're just gonna come a point when you'll have that discussion. Likely if he starts taking up sports or something, you'll have to have that discussion. And you just deal with it in a matter-of-fact medical way. Yeah. It's not like he's missing an ear or something weird that you know anybody's gonna know about. The only person who's going to know about him is him. So, and really that only comes into play maybe in the future when he wants to start a family. But one working testicle probably isn't. The other one works. Yeah. So it's probably, you know, it'll probably be fine. But at some point you will have to have a discussion at five. You don't need to. Uh, it's a teenager. Yeah. Wait till it actually, wait till it's necessary. Yeah. It's, and it's not because you were hiding it. It's just there's no reason to have the discussion. Not at five. No. he's Yeah, there's just no reason to have the discussion yet. Okay, what's next?
0: I spend way too much time on my phone. Am I the only one?
1: No. No, there, you're not. Lots of people spend way too much time yeah. on their phone. The question is, now that you've noticed this about yourself, what are you going to do about it? You know? Okay, you're not the only one. It's irrelevant, whether you're the only one or not. what do you want to do about it? That's the question you should be asking, okay, what's next?
0: How do you know if children are exaggerating an illness to their advantage?
1: The answer is yes <laughs> but so what? Let be kids they're practicing their they're practicing their net their acting skills. <laughs> And and if they're be acting sick, you know, to like stay home from school or whatever, find out why they want to stay home from school. There's likely a reason. Maybe they're struggling, and there's a test, and they're struggling with that subject. Maybe they're being bullied. Maybe the school environment isn't right for them. You know, maybe it's a symptom, not a problem. Okay, what's next?
0: Is it weird to throw a birthday party two months later? They're three-year-old, you know, they were, um, it has a birthday, like, just a couple days after Christmas, and they were traveling, and then they got sick.
1: Is it weird? (laughs) No. Not really. Not really. Especially if the child has it around, has their birthday around Christmas, you know, you let them kind of uniquely celebrate it later on. Yeah, it's I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem. Yeah, with it. I wouldn't. It's I fine. Would. Yeah, and you're talking to someone who really doesn't care about birthdays. So, <laughs> But the other side is, I don't, seems fine to me. I don't care enough about the day itself. Remember, it's not the day. The day, so specific day isn't really the the point. The point is that you gather friends and family to, to show that they care about you, right? Yeah. That's the point. So you're having a party to celebrate his him being alive, whether it's his two-month birthday, whether it's two months after his birthday. Yeah, so what? You're having a fine. Now, at three o'clock, at three years old, is he going to remember if you have a party or not? No. So remember, this party's for you. Okay. What do we have?
0: Teenagers experiencing vices for the first time their their son he's fifteen they came he came and told him he was addicted to online gambling.
1: Well it's nice that he was able you have a relationship where he can come and talk to you about his his problem with online gambling. congratulations you know first thing this you know that is actually I know it's going to be hard to think of this as a win but this is actually it means you have built a good solid foundation that he can come to you when he's having a problem, but I will guarantee you this is not the first time he's experienced devices with the internet. If he's online gaming, he is using online uh, uh, excitement material. So <laughs> shall we say, he just is. So the the gambling isn't devices, but it's the one that he's gotten into trouble with. So what you're going to have to do is help him dig out the trouble and then help him find strategies to avoid it. Gambling Anonymous, you know, there's all kinds of various issues. Get him help, and you're gonna have to. And essentially, you treat it like alcoholism. He can no longer gamble in any form. It's a big warning sign. It's it's good for him. It means he's got an addictive personality. He knows to be careful later on, going through life. Just get those get those good habits started now.
0: Yes,
1: and congratulations for having a a a functional relationship with a 15 year old that he can come and tell you that he's having this issue with gambling. That's a win. Yeah, yeah, that's a win. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it at the moment, but it's a win. Because <laughs> imagine if he hadn't think of where that road leads more matter from, don't <laughs> just yeah, this is a much better road. Okay.
0: Can't really afford family vacation. Should we still go? Okay, they live like in Michigan, and uh, they have a lot of brothers and sisters. And the parents uh-huh. rent a house in Florida every winter uh-huh. for about a week. And everybody uh-huh. goes and and, you know, does yeah. the vacation thing in Florida. But they can't even afford the travel expenses.
1: Well, then you can't go.
0: It happens every year, and they're going to miss, and they're very upset.
1: I understand, but if you can't afford it, you can't go now the question is: can the rest of your family chip in and help, or will they be willing? Lots of times they will. but here's the thing: the family doesn't a loving, caring families don't want you to get into debt, so you can go on experience a family vacation. The one who loves you wants you to go into debt. So they will understand. And if they can't afford to bring you down there, then you miss it this year. And you, you do a better job of saving for next year's trip. That's all that means. Yeah, Life sucks sometimes. You know? But the responsible list mm-hmm. things, if you can't afford it, you can't go. Well, yeah, maybe... You look at the budget, you can afford to put it on the credit cards. Maybe not. Maybe next year looks pretty good. Or maybe next year looks pretty uh, uncertain. You know, it depends. Where are you in economic life? But my guess is if you're asking the question, you know you shouldn't. Yeah. You're, you're you're hoping that there's an answer someone's got a better answer for you but <laughs> but the question is you know you shouldn't go you, you want to we want to real bad but you know you shouldn't okay what's next
0: okay we got work questions okay i found out that my employee is constantly going on interviews with other companies do i fire him
1: Gee, i wonder why he's constantly going on interviews with other companies Um. Why you're you're wanting to fire him because he's trying to improve his life? Uh, My guess is you're not a destination employer. You're a stepping stone employer. Accept that role in your life and cheer your employees on. When they when they achieve more, and they will be more loyal to you. Right. You want you actually want to get your employees loyalty. Give them letters of reference. Ask them how you can help them find their jobs. And the p- employees who see that will appreciate your efforts and will be more loyal to you. Yes, you'll lose him, but you'll gain followers, not employees. So, <laughs> so that's my suggestion. You know, treat him right. Help him achieve his personal goals. And everybody else will appreciate it. And you'll have a more cohesive You'll be better off in the long run as a company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's next?
0: I hinted in my resignation last week and was expecting my boss to congratulate me and discuss on how we start things with the handover. All she did was slam the phone and not speak to me. Now, all the employees are ignoring me, too. What do I do? Well, A, you do nothing. But,
1: one, why would you expect them to congratulate you? <laughs> and and now her response is not correct right it's the wrong response to have but it is understandable because now you've made her life really complicated right her life was really simple she's probably got a hundred other things on her head and now her life is really complicated and you know and it's hard to know the uh the office dynamics of why everybody else is not talking to you. Maybe they're jealous. Maybe they're mad because they're going to have to pick up your slack. You know, the work from you losing, you know, who knows, but it's not your problem. <laughs> you, you've got another job, right? Or you've got other yeah. plans. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have another job, you have other plans. So what do you care? You, you've left for a reason. Now, you know, it's a good choice. Yeah, this is not – employment isn't family. It can act like it, it can feel like it, but it's not. It's a job. And when you move on, they move on. Right? It's it's because business – the world keeps rolling, business keeps going, jobs still need to get done. You're not that important. Everybody's replaceable. And it's it's nothing personal. It's not like they don't care about you. It's just there's no choice in the matter. There's literally no choice in the matter. The tasks still have to get done. So you do nothing. You go off to whatever you're going to do, and you go on about your life.
0: Okay. Half the business of being asked to come in to the office an extra day. How do I say no?
1: Um, You can say no all you want, but have you noticed that there's lots of layoffs happening right now? And have you noticed that it's the people who, you know, are not conforming to the the company norms are the ones getting laid off? You can stand your ground. You can say no. You have that right, and they have the right to tell you, well, then you're never coming in anymore. Here's your last paycheck. Good luck. That's what's going to happen. Because there's ten other people who will be willing to go into the office and do your job. If you want to get a job that works from home, fine, get a job that works from home. But there's no, you're not entitled to it. <laughs> that's not how, it's not how employment works. Now, if you're a freelancer or something, you can set up those kind of conditions, and you can work however those you know the. Uh, the way you the, the terms you negotiate, but yeah, you can say no all you want, but they can tell you to, they can tell your no, they can say no to your no, and they write the check. So, <laughs> so you know, who, where's the stand you're making? All right. Yeah. What's next?
0: How do I stop a male coworker from trying too hard? She likes him, and she'd like to see how things develop, but he's just really pushing.
1: Well, he's probably socially awkward. The thing to do that is you just slow it down. You put the brakes on it for a month. He'll learn. Now, how you exactly put the brakes on it, are, are, you actually would be better at that than me, but... If if he's being too pushy, you put the brakes on it, yeah, just like you would if you weren't interested. Yeah, yeah. You don't go out with him. You you don't encourage him. He, you stop he, flirting with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: are you, still cordial and you still show interest in him, but no, in a reserved I'd, manner.
1: I just I I'd, I'd almost ghost him. Yeah, I, as much as you could, just you ghost him. You don't reward the behavior. And mm. and that's how they learn not to do it. Now, maybe you actually sit down and have the actual conversation with them. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm interested you. I like you, but you're trying too hard. Do you mind backing off? And maybe we can actually see if this thing has legs, but it needs to go slower. You could have that conversation. It's probably the better way to go. You <laughs> but could, <it's>... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes me a minute to get to the right answer. <laughs> All right, so what's next?
0: If I'm on a business trip for nine days straight, is it reasonable to ask for two days off in exchange for working
1: over the weekend? You're on a nine-day business trip. Working nine days straight. Okay. okay, working nine days straight, and yes, I would. So they had to work for a weekend. Yeah, they worked over the weekend. They worked nine days, which is fine. It happens. You, you work Sometimes you work 10, 12 days in a row, it happened, And then you ask for a couple extra days off at the to kind of make up for it because, yeah it's perfectly reasonable i have no problem with it i would actually encourage it and a good boss would say yeah thank you for working hard yeah here here, we actually will pay you for it um so yes it's perfectly reasonable go for it okay
0: why would anyone test for covid now mandatory five-day quarantine using your own personal time off
1: well it depends on the state. California just change your thing. You don't actually need to if you're not having any symptoms, you don't need to ice, you don't need to quarantine in California. So it kind of depends where you live. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why anybody's personally I'm staying out of it. Uh why would they? Because they want to stay healthy. There. I'm that's as far as as <laughs> far as you're willing. That's to as that. far as I'm willing. I'm not diving into that one here. Okay. If, if you want to hear my things on COVID, you can find me in my political things and go search for those and you can find everything you want me to know about, you know about those. i'm not touching that here okay
0: working <laughs> in a clerical professional environment for the first time what do i need to keep in mind
1: um just s- do your job
0: really that'll put you ahead of like 80 percent of the people there mm-hmm. To you know, constantly stay focused on your work and not sit and gossip and
1: just do the best job you can on any given day. Pay attention to detail because that's what counts. And and here's the thing: if you actually want to stand out, be willing to take on tough tasks. Even if it looks, look, your boss knows that this is a tough task and the chance of failure is a coin flip. But your willingness to take it on, even if you fail at it. Shows that you're willing to take on tough tasks. They appreciate that, but also be willing to ask for help. Yes, you know there was a saying when back when I worked on an assembly line, you know there, there was a saying: if you didn't know, you better ask somebody. <laughs> if you ever had an even a remote question, you better ask somebody, because in our circumstance, if something went wrong, if you did something wrong, theoretically, someone could die. We we're making high pressure hoses and if something, you know, something failed, if there was a failure, someone could theoretically stand in the wrong place, have a have a, you know, piece of metal shot through them. It's entirely possible. And so it was you better ask somebody. And so if you treat everything like that, you treat all parts of your job like they are are that important, you will succeed in life. Now, you don't have to go overboard <laughs> you know you're pushing papers around no no one's life is necessarily at stake you don't have to get you know overly but it's a good mindset to have to do things as best you can on and just pay attention to your job and you know pick on the take the tough tasks that others won't. That's how you actually get noticed.
0: Okay how do you make work alive faster?
1: Stay busy. that's the easiest thing to do. You want work to go by fast stay busy that's it the busier you are the faster your day goes you know and if it's one of those jobs where you know the work is tedious do it in chunks <laughs> you know try to do it in chunks spread it out if you can and if it's not you know i've had those jobs where it's just a tedious job you sing songs in your head You do whatever you do to keep your head busy and time will go by faster. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just the way it is. You know, when you're mopping floors on a janitor, there's no way the day doesn't go by fast. So, you know, you solve, you solve the problem of the speed of light while you're doing it and you know, the time goes by faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we have next?
0: How do working people take care of their routine health care?
1: What do you mean? Uh, they they take care of it the way they take care of everything else
0: you use personal time off
1: you use personal time off um, the world is much better about scheduling these having schedules that work in the evenings or the mornings or whatever you do make up time you, you just you manage it just like you manage everything else just like you manage your vacations if you take them just like you manages your trips you know your your birthdays you just manage it and you actually make it a priority you know do i not do I want to go to the club or am i going to make some time after work or am i gonna to go to the to the doctor's office and get this thing on my foot checked out right yeah. instead of going out to dinner or to the club you go get your foot checked out that's what you do it's it, you make it a more of a priority and this is coming from someone who, spent no time making it a priority in their life, so I can't believe I just said that. Okay. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> How do I handle a boss who blows
0: everything out of proportion and seems to pick
1: on me? Well, there's two ways to handle this. One, you get another job. Or two, you actually sit there and you have a discussion with the boss and and says, you know I'm gonna do it. And you tell him, you know I'm gonna do what you want anyway. You don't have to you don't have to treat me like this. I'm you know I'm gonna do what you want. I'm gonna do what i'm asked you know this so why do you yell at me I just ask him like that so i how i dealt with it and he didn't realize it he was a he was a and my boss was from ukraine and he just how things were done back in the old soviet union and so when he came to america and he ran the assembly line he dealt with you know that's how you just how things were dealt with and so he didn't know that no dude you don't have to <laughs> we're, getting, we're, we're, getting paid, we're getting paid actual money to be here. <laughs> we're going to do our job. <laughs> you know, you can just ask me, I'm going to do it. He didn't even realize he was doing it. It was, just a, it was just so ingrained in his nature. And so he actually became a better boss when someone was finally willing to point it out. So you might not even be aware it's a problem. <laughs> And sometimes the reason they, he seems to pick on you is because you're the one he trusts. You're the one he can rely on. So what he's not he's not actually picking on you is he's trusting you. It just feels like he's picking on you because he has a terrible approach to it. <laughs> 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 or he's a crappy boss and you need to go find a new job. There's your two answers. Okay.
0: One of my employees quit and now has their own business. Ten of my clients have left me because they want to hire her. She did not. Solicit them. I had her sign a non-compete, but it isn't legal. Is there any other legal action I can take to stop her?
1: Okay, so why did you have her sign a non-compete compete when you know it isn't legal? That was dumb, right? Because now you've actually put yourself in in legal jeopardy, so you might want to completely ignore that. And why would you want to take legal action? The action you should be taking is business action. You should be treating your customers better so they don't want to leave somewhere else. That's the simple answer. If your customers are leaving to go with her, it means she treats them better than you do. It's a simple answer. They should have the long-term relationship with you. When these kind of things happen, their choice should be, hey, I like her, I liked working with her, but I have a long-term relationship with this company. I'm gonna stick with them. I trust them. They don't trust you for some reason. They trust her. You need to go through your clients and start rebuilding trust. You have allowed that relationship to slack. So instead of looking externally and blaming her, look internally where the blame belongs. Start solving those internal problems. And you'll stop losing customers. Because if you're losing customers to her, it means other customers, you're going to lose to somebody else. They're looking. They're looking Mm -hmm. for an out. So solve the actual problem. That's a symptom. It's a symptom, not a problem. Okay. My boss rejected
0: my two-week notice. What should I do now?
1: Well, unless you're under some kind of contract, your boss can pound sand. You, you either show up for work for the next two weeks and you collect your final check and you move on, <laughs> you know, or you, what's probably smarter thing to do is to, you know, just move on. If you've got another job line to go to that work there as soon as possible, the two weeks is a courtesy, not a mandate, unless you're like in France or someplace. And it's insanely hard to quit a job. But here in America <laughs> we're not indentured servants to your employer. You can leave uh, your an at will means it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah, you can leave today. You don't have to give 2 weeks. It's a courtesy. So that you can find a replacement so the transition can be as smooth as possible. That's why the 2 week notice is a courtesy. But if you know <laughs> if they aren't going to be courteous, you don't have to be courteous. So that's my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. But my suggestion is to be professional. Get all your ducks in a row. Get everything set so the person who has to come after you can can, can do it as easily as possible. Always be a professional. It's a reflection of you, not them.
0: Okay. Okay, now we have sex questions. Yes. Yeah, sh- all right. Do men consider finishing inside a female
1: intimate? I don't think men think about it that hard.
0: We think about pun, it a not, lot.
1: Pun not intended. What I'd say it's preferred, but it's because it feels better physically. It has nothing to do... We're not the emotional creatures. We don't think of it that
0: way. Huh. Okay. Uh Okay. Why does asking for sex turn me off? This is from a woman.
1: Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it feels like it's pressure rather than a natural um oh what am i you know rather than a natural kind of spontaneous reaction to to being with your partner it feels like it's phony that would be why mm-hmm. and you know you know or you're one of those people who are have the what is it the the aversion disorder thing. And so the minute you're asked to do something, you just want to say no out of nature. (laughs) You know, it happens. And so you could be that could just be as simple as it's your nature. If someone's going to ask you to do something, you want to say no, even if you're perfectly willing to do it (laughs) before they asked. (laughs) Hey, I'm kind of horny. I want to go have some relations with my spouse. Hey, you want to have relationships? No. What the hell did that come from? You know, (laughs) it happens. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Um, (laughs) Oppositional defiant disorder. I think is what they call it. Technically speaking, it's when someone asks you to do something, you instinctively revert to a negative reaction to it for no reason you could have wanted to do it you could (laughs) it could be in your benefit you could want to do it but the minute someone asks you to do it there's a flip that switches in your brain and you don't want to or it just feels like pressure and you don't like the pressure yeah Yeah, it could be either one okay what's next
0: 27 female all my life i i know i'm straight but now that i want to experience sex i kind of want to want my first time to be with a girl. Imagining things with a girl, you know, stuff like that. She has been. Huh? What What does that make me? Human? Yeah. Yeah. This is your, you're perfectly normal. You're right on
1: track. You're well, doing great. Well, it's, well, she's 27. She's a little late in this. She's now wanting to experience her first time. At 27, female, wanting to have her first time, and she wants it to be with a girl. Her, her Sorry? Sorry? That's the way it's phrased. Her first time, she, mm-hmm. so she's still a virgin in every yeah. sense.
0: Yes, in every sense.
1: And so, it mean my guess is what it actually means is she's got developed a little fear over over sex at some point, and they wanting to experience. Women feel safer. Yes, I do. But of course, in a relationship, we all know that's not necessarily true. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately,
1: um. So, but it makes you human. It doesn't mean anything. Here's my guess: instead of looking for for sex, look for someone you want to build a connection with.
0: Yeah, the yeah. person, not the sex.
1: Yeah, and it, you're open to whichever one. So that's actually great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it you know doubles and widens your your pool there. You know, dating pool.
1: But you know, at twenty seven. You know, a, a woman who's twenty-seven and has not had sex yet is, is a deliberate choice, right? Generally speaking, mm-hmm. you have to. Women can have sex pretty much whenever they want, so she's been deliberately waiting. Yes, and you know she's going to have a hard time breaking that barrier. So I'm actually wondering if my If my suggestion is good, she may just actually just want to go out and find someone she's vaguely interested in, girl or not, and knock yourself out just to kind of, you know, break the barrier over the basket, get it over with so she can start to explore more naturally. You know, I'm trying to avoid using the pun that the obvious pun sitting in there. So, so, all right, what's (laughs) that? (laughs)
0: okay we got time for one more
1: yeah we got time we can run through them real quick Uh,
0: okay do fitness people really have better sex who
1: knows man you're gonna have to define better and that's the individual thing yeah so yeah um as long as they think they do what do we care who cares yeah if they think they do they're not gonna they're happy so what just you know the rest of us can just ignore them (laughs) okay what's next
0: what do you do while your man is going down with, on you? Play with his hair.
1: Yeah. Just whatever comes to, to instinct, it'd be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. It's, hold
0: his hand. You know, you can hold hands. You
1: can, you know. Play with your own boobs. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's another one. I forgot about that
1: one. <laughs> just, just whatever comes to your mind. Let, let Yeah. Stop thinking and let nature take its course. That's my suggestion. Yeah. Don't overthink it. How's that? Okay.
0: Or you could do nothing, you know, you could just splay your arms out. Just, just enjoy just, it. Yeah.
1: You know? Stop thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's my suggestion. Stop thinking about it. Sex is weird if you think about it, so don't think about it. <laughs> okay.
0: Is there a way to bring the spark and fun of hotel sex back home?
1: No. Sorry. Yeah, it's a... It, it, you know, if it's there,
0: location. It's a different location.
1: Yeah, it's it's there's no, that's why it, the, the fun is being off somewhere else and not having to worry about, you know, the alarm going off or the stove or the, the dog watching or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, no. So no. OK.
0: OK, how do I practice exhibitionism safely? She's a she's a young mom
1: um nudist camps i would guess is probably really the only way that's
0: the only way you're going to be able to do that internet
1: yeah you know i mean you could practice it in your house get you know blackout curtains and walk around your house naked i mean that's perfectly acceptable but you know if you want it you're just going to have to do it at the nudist camps nudist communities okay
0: what is an inexperienced woman supposed to do when her chest is being touched?
1: Well, again, stop thinking about it. Just do what kind of you comes naturally. These are not you don't need instruct but human human animals have been having sex for hundreds of thousands of years. You don't need, you need to overthink it. Just do what comes naturally. If you think, "Hey, I sh- maybe I should try that." Hey, maybe I should try doing this. Try that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> You know, if it's a little invasive to your partner, ask first. But other than that, <laughs> just give it a whirl. There ain't nothing that ain't been tried. So knock yourselves out. It's just just stop thinking about it too much and kind of do it. And again, if it's pushing, you know, a little invasive or or something, you ask first. But other than that you guys are already engaged in intimate relations. So you're pretty free to kind of do touchies and feelies and lickies and kissies in kind of anywhere you want. So, you know, just have some fun. Yeah. That's all you have to do. You know, if there's touch in your chest, touch theirs or go low. Who knows? (laughs) Go low. go to the back yeah you know, i don't know whatever whatever floats your boat <laughs> just there's no particular answer to these you just have to do the one that's most interesting just follow your instincts you'll be fine we've got really got people overthinking sex these days
0: Well, she's just not used to all the frontal attention you know how it, and he's really into her boobs and he spends a lot of time there. And he's just, and she's just like at a loss of what to do. Yeah. Just try and enjoy it. You yeah. know, you got a guy who likes your tatas, so enjoy. Yeah.
1: Make a joke. You know, if you're funny, make a joke. If it feels good, say it feels good. If his hands are cold, say, hey, those are cold hands. And, hey, 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 warm those suckers up. I don't know. Just. <laughs> you know if it's a woman who's touching your boobs touch her back can i feel yours
0: give feedback i like that that feels good harder faster slower
1: yeah or not enjoy the massage yeah just have the reaction you have and let it be the reaction you have don't think there's a right one you know there might be wrong ones but but don't think about right ones. In fact, there's not even that many wrong ones, you know, depending upon the circumstance. I mean, if you're enjoying it and you punch them in the face, it's probably not the right thing to do. But you know, someone's up grabbing your boobs and uh, just kind of at the club randomly grab you, you know, punching the nose might be the proper response. So, circumstance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it for us tonight. Thank you for joining us. Oh, we actually have a couple of questions. I'll say this one. So the best way, so a name I can't pronounce, Kofi, Kofi, the best way to deal with a breakup is to level up, get with someone better, more attractive, and make it that much easier to move to move on. And you are correct. It's to work on yourself. The best way to deal with a breakup is to work on yourself. I We completely agree with you on that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's the next one up? <laughs> oh, was the first one, civilization ground up. It's something about... It. Oh, you so about the polit- political part of the discussion that we moved. Oh, on from. political? No, yeah. I'm sorry, we don't do that here. Yeah, you know, if you want to find my political stance, you can find me on other channels. I'm easy to find. <laughs> All right, so we're out of here for tonight. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for uh, thank you for me for putting everything together. We will see you uh, next week. And please remember to have a good night and to love everybody.
0: Good night.